Hello and welcome to the ETOF 2-1 Sports Show for December 26th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 2-1 Sports. We have an absolute loaded show for you today. XFL Jim stopping by. Him and I are going to look back at Week 16 plus share our Week 17 bets. No Gino today. Gino is at Santa Anita living the good life. So hopefully you followed him on his Twitter page, Cash Some Tickets. Before I welcome XFL Jim to the show, I want to say thank you to the sponsor of the show, the Thrive Fantasy app. If you're not using Thrive, go to the App Store, use promo code ETOFT21 for a 100% deposit match. If you're watching on YouTube, link to that is on the description below. And let's go ahead and welcome this week's guest, the man, the myth, the legend, XFL Jim. How you doing, my man? What a, I'm doing great, Eric. I had a great holiday, living great life right now. It's this weird week where time seems to move at a different pace. Uh, shout out Santa Anita, by the way, next to one of my favorite malls I've ever been to. Some great food options at that mall, at the Santa Anita Mall, over by the racetrack. Love that area. I have never been to Santa Anita, my man. I So I had a girlfriend when I was living in Los Angeles who lived in Pasadena, so we would hit up the Santa Anita Mall. Uh, it's the mall is right next to the racetrack. Uh, you'd hit it up a decent amount of the times. So it's a beautiful spot. Now, where does that compare to the good old um, sandwich place you talk about a lot? Uh, the sandwich place is in Berkeley, California, so it's about a six and a half, seven hour difference. Oh, okay, All right, because goddamn, there is. Up- although, shout out, I mean, San Diego Mall, a plus. They got a great din tai fung there. If you like Taiwanese food, go go for it. Because I'm not going to lie, part of me kind of wants to go just to see this food place you keep on talking up to. Eric, if, if we go to L.A. ever, there's plenty of other food places that we can go there. There's a great bakery by the Ram Stadium that I love. That's got the best banana pudding I've ever had in my life. By the new one or the old one? New one. It's where it's where the old Hollywood Park used to be. Oh, sorry. Now, um, God, dude. This sandwich place, because I love me a good Sandy, and we're we should definitely we should hit up a, we should hit up a Berkeley game sometime. Just go there just for the Sandy. <laughs> um, before best gift, Jim. What what was it, my friend? What was that? What was your best gift this year that you received? Ooh, that I received. Okay. Um. Oh God. Give me one second. Tell yours. I actually have it right here. I'm gonna go get it real quick. Let me get. Give me one second. Um, best gift I got, I don't know if you guys remember, way back when, during the Lions press conference, right before the draft, my boy, Brad Holmes, was rocking the sweatshirt that said villain. I got the Detroit Lions villain sweatshirt. Also, yes, I did get a new Lions hat, too. New, fresh Lions hat. I don't know if you know this, Jim. We're NFC North champions. Uh, yeah, it's a very beautiful thing that you guys are. I'm very happy for you. I can't wait till we're cross my fingers AFC East champions. Well, for me, that's invested in heavily in Bills futures. I hope that doesn't come true. I hope you're extremely wrong. My best gift right here: an Arlington oh, Renegades that. football with my name on it. The XFL champions, baby. That's pretty badass, dude. That's my girlfriend badass. got me that. Oh, dude, I was so happy when she pulled this out of the bag. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. So listen to this. So there is this contest, and that um, our boy O'Kane, friend of the show, had on his his um, his live stream, the Lock Lockdown podcast, where they had this raffle, 
I won an official Jordan. Who's the guy for the quarterback from the XFL? Jordan. Um, Which one? To not the last name starts with T. Oh, uh, Jordan Taamu. I I won an official jersey of his. I Sick. think it's awesome. I think it's autographed, buddy. Is it an, is it a Battlehawks jersey or what? Uh, what yeah, uniform it's is it? A, it's a Battlehawks jersey. That's sick. So I'm gonna put this up on my shelf. I have a Grey Cup football, and I have an actual original XFL football uh, prototype as well. Look at, you. Look at you just adding the collection. Um, well, those watching the first time, this is how the show goes. Jim is going to give a takeaway. I'm gonna give a takeaway. Jim, another takeaway. Me, another takeaway. Two takeaways, three bets. Jim, you're the guest. Let's take it off. Let's let's start off, my friend. What's your first takeaway? I can finally say this with confidence. I believe 100% that the Dolphins are for real. I don't know if they'll win, but I believe this is the first week I've had where I believe that the Dolphins can win the Super Bowl. They can. They can do it. I want to see it on the road, really, but damn it, I want to, I, I believe. I thought for a second, Eric, I thought for a second they were going to choke the game away. They were going to let Dallas win it. The fact that they won this game and the, the, the last-second comeback, the kick to seal it, I believe in this Dolphins team. Sports facts. This is the happiest I've ever seen, Jim. I'm very happy right now. This ball, this is excellent. Oh, dude, I've been on cloud nine since Christmas. Um, that's, uh, Jim, it's, it's too uh, I'm sorry, man. I don't care, dude. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo made a Super Bowl and almost won a Super Bowl. Tua could win That's a Super true. Bowl. That's true. I, may, make a Super Bowl, maybe. I I, be, I believe a hundred percent we can make it. Really? I I I this Eric, I've never gone in with so much hype and hope. I'm so hyped for this Ravens game this week. I'm so hyped. AFC is so going to be a gauntlet. It's a and gauntlet. There's, and there's, I mean, just off the top of my head, I think the Bills could come out. Yep. Dolphins, you know, could come out. Obviously, Ravens the Ravens, the Browns, um, Browns, Chiefs. Probably the only team that couldn't come out is going to be whatever team comes out of the AFC South. Yeah, I don't trust any of those teams. Just because I don't. Yeah, you don't trust any of them, and um, they're also know. like they seem to me like they're one of the most banged up divisions too. Insanely banged up. Colts have no defense. I think they're a little fraudulent. CJ Stroud still don't know what's going on with him. And Trevor Lawrence is hurt and he's a fraud and he has the same staff as Mac Jones. So <laughs> I just you know, I just think that, that that division is just brutal. Um my first takeaway. We're gonna rewind to 2021. Okay. I'm from Michigan, huge Lions fan. All everyone was talking about was how the Lions should hire Robert Sala as their coach. How lucky are they that they didn't and they hired Dan Campbell. Sala, 17 and 32 in three seasons, with his best record being 7 and 10. He has never finished not last in the eight in the AFCs. He's supposed to be this defensive genius. His teams for three years have been middle tier at best defending the run. He's hired these offensive coaches that are his friends and the offense is underwhelmed. These are the DVOA rankings. 22, 29, 32. 
awful. So it's gotten worse every year. So the offense has gotten worse every year. And I know people are going to say, Eric, this season's off because of Aaron Rodgers. Every team this year has dealt with injuries. Vikings, Browns, Steelers, Colts, Texans, and Bengals all have injuries and are all competing for playoff spots with banged up quarterbacks. Plus, coaching is about evaluating talent. Last year, Joe Flacco with the Jets, one and three, 58% completion percentage, 263 yards per game passing with five TDs. This year with the Browns, Flacco, three and one, 59% completion percentage, 327 yards per game with 10 TDs. That's what good coaching does. It takes talent and makes it better, and that's not what Salah does. He doesn't elevate anyone. He's always blaming others. And I'll be honest, if I was the GM, if I was the owner of the Jets, after you lose that game, no, sorry, win that game, you're up 27 nothing. I am firing you on the spot. That was, that was awful. Aaron, what was your uh, what was your initial thought on the Dan Campbell hire? I I know he wasn't our first choice, but Sean Payton made a statement that said you're basically getting an offensive Mike Vrabel, and I was intrigued by that because Vrabel did motivate people. And I, I was going to say he's got it like Dan Campbell's easily top three motivator in the league, easily. And also, he did some stuff with the Dolphins. So Mm -hmm. I was intrigued by it and I thought it was a little out of the box, a little uncharacteristic. It was a new coach and it's, it's worked out. Cool Kev, happy holidays. My my friend, Um, I liked it. And it's funny to me because that bite the kneecap things. I think that's um, the first thing everyone went to was his like opening speech. And like, this guy's a meathead. He doesn't like, he's not, I think analytics was just getting big. He didn't seem like a quote unquote professional coach. I I bought in right away just to the energy. I was like, I know for a fact people are going to want to play for him. I didn't know it would be successful, but I knew his players were going to play. Like they were either going to play just hard, just in general, like the atmosphere was going to be hard or they were going to get into a lot of fights during games. It was one of those two. Um, he just inspires, he takes blame when blame is right. And you can t- kind of tell through hard knocks watching that thing, all those guys will do anything for him. Mm-hmm. And he relates to everybody. Um, yeah, it's a great hire. And I, I just think of my boy Cowherd, and he has me blocked. And that Joy Taylor, she also has me blocked. And they were just mocking him. Bill Belichick won't do this. You know, so-and-so won't do this. That's old school way of thinking. He has a new what he's a new age coach. He's able to relate to these players. Ben Johnson didn't leave last year because he wanted to be there one more year. Now, granted, next year, you know, when Johnson leaves, what happens with the offense is gonna be interesting to see. But look, I'm happy we're gonna be hosting the playoff game. First time, Jesus, I think 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> First time in 30 fucking years. Are gonna I wasn't even born yet. Jesus, dude, you're such a young pup. Um, and my goal is for Jared Goff to lead him on that Super Bowl field 
with Eminem rapping, lose yourself. That would be amazing. That's my goal. Will it happen? No, because their defense sucks and they messed up by not drafting Jalen Carter. But a kid can dream, dude. A kid can dream. What I took away from your speech there is that I feel like half of FS1 has you blocked on Twitter. Half of like all the F all the Fox and FS1 lineup has you blocked on Twitter, it feels like. This is what I'm like, dude, if you tweet something out that's just driven with no facts behind it, I'm gonna call you out on it. Oh yeah. Like maybe do you have an are people the people on the streets are asking, Eric, do you have an ESPN bias? No, I don't have an ESPN bias. I think people at ESPN are a little bit more thicker skin. <laughs> like, because I was going at Herb Street for his, like, idiotic takes during the college football season. No. Joe Clack, I, I was wrong. Joe Clack doesn't have me bot. Oh. He's got some thick skin. I just, but dude, like, if you say stupid shit, so hypothetically, like, if you say Marcus Mariota is going to be the best quarterback in the league in 10 years, and lead the Titans to multiple Super Bowls, I'm going to call you out on your stupidity. Yes. If you have the if you have the gall to have these takes, stand by your takes. Yeah, yeah, and just do it. You can't go back and forth. Like I'm, there's certain stuff I'm pretty good at, Jim. Evaluating college quarterbacks, I think I'm pretty good at. And if you say something I disagree with, I'm going to call you out on it. And go from there, my friend. Jim, take two, my friend. What what you got? Tate two for me is, I still, I mean, obviously don't overreact to the, don't like, just don't overreact in general. The 49ers are still a great team. The Ravens are obviously a great team. I still think the Cowboys are a good team, like quote unquote good. I think they're a little fraudulent. I it's don't overreact right now. I still think the Eagles could be very surprising. Just don't this time of year, try not to overreact to every single outcome. Also, I didn't realize um, Lamar Jackson's like what was it like? I think it was like twenty three and one or twenty four and one against the NFC. That blew my mind. Eighteen one after last game was nineteen and one. That blows my mind. Um, I didn't think you watched or listened to sports media. I don't. I don't watch or listen to sports media. He's a he's a he's a reality TV consultant. (laughs) It's pretty funny, like. So those who don't know, I was approached by the reality show (laughs) Barber Wants a Wife, season two, for some reason, even though I have nothing. And it's like starting to call it, it's like the shooting's done and they're starting to pump out the commercials. And I saw the commercial, I was like, God damn, could you imagine me walking out there, flannel button down, tucked in, cowboy hat on, just just putting in a little work. Um, I wanted to get you on the bet house. (laughs) The bet house, Jesus. Um, God, you got me all distracted now. Uh, week to week league in the NFL. That's the thing we need to remember. We need to use our biases from the week before and man- manipulate the market. Um, you mentioned Lamar. Did you know Lamar, I believe, is the fifth most profitable coach against the spread as the dog since 2005? A Harbaugh is? No, no. Lamar oh, Jackson. boy. Six. Fifth or sixth, I think it's an absurd percentile as a dog just because of his legs. And you're right, the NFC, they don't see anything like him with what he can do. So your 20 to 1 you gave out at the beginning of the year last year, that is very live, my friend. Well, so I, I was reading into that stat too. So the one that did beat him was his old DC. 
Oh, really? I believe it was, yeah, it was like the DC that like saw him every single season. Really? Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, that makes sense. Um, My second takeaway. Right now, one of the hottest teams in the NFL is the Rams. And they're starting to get that buzz. Hey, this is could be the team that makes the run to the Super Bowl. That's a wild card team. And the equation they are doing, Jim, is just so simple. And it blows my mind how other teams don't do this. And I just sit, watch football, and I don't understand how teams don't do it. A lot of these coaches try to get cute, try to get try to out-scheme, try to outthink the room. You know what Sean McVay is doing? Hey, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, they're my three best players. I'm just going to get let them touch the ball. That's basically – for the. but if you look at the numbers for the last five games, that's literally all he's doing. Like the last five games, those guys have 58% of the touches on offense. The last three games, 60%. Literally all he's doing is saying, hey – that's what I got. I'm gonna just going to give those guys the ball, and we're just going to go to work with those three. And it's a basic concept. And when I watch a team like Seattle struggle with Tennessee, and I see DK Metcalf only have two more targets than Jake Bobel, and the Titans have one of the worst secondaries in the league with both corners out, and DK Metcalf has two more targets than Jake Bobo. What world am I living in? You have a matchup. You have a stud. Go at him. And that's all McVay is doing. He's just peppering. Like, literally, if you look at it, Kyron Williams, historically, it's Kyron Williams, 20 rushes, five passes, Puka and um, Cooper Cup, 10 targets. One of them usually has double-digit receptions. The other one at six or seven. That's it. It's a basic formula, and it's just working for them. And McVay's like, hey, I'm just going to give my best players the ball. It's a simple concept, and it just always blows my mind how teams don't do it. Like, it, You think – like, everyone thinks of McVay as, like, someone who would dial up a bunch of random weird stuff and try and outthink the situation. He's really good at, like, doing the, just the smartest and simplest thing a lot of the time. It's just basic stuff. It's like, hey – like the last three games, having 60% of the touches funnel through three guys is a, absurd. Like literally absurd. Um, it's it's crazy what he's doing. Um, uh, question, Eric. Yeah. So I'm looking at the playoff uh, predictor machine on ESPN right now. Uh, they have the Rams at the Lions opening. You know what's going to happen, Jim? How do you feel about that? <laughs> what's going to happen is this. <laughs> Lions are going to be up throughout the whole game. They're going to punt the ball away. It's going to be something crazy. It's going to be a weird score, like 23-19. They'll be up four somehow. 28-24, something like that. There's going to be 51 seconds left. Stafford's going to get the ball in his own 15. And it's going to be a surgical drive. Down the and field for a touchdown. And then, and then no, 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 no. Then the last play of the game, sleeper agent Stafford throws the pick. On purpose? Yes. It, you know what? You know what's gonna I don't know if you remember this. Like Stafford's first year against the Browns, he threw this dart to Calvin Johnson. When he threw the ball, he separated his left shoulder. Then 
they took a timeout and he was able to go back in and threw the touchdown to Johnson to win it. That's probably what's going to happen. He's going to separate his shoulder <laughs> on a late hit, extend the drive down. He's going to be at the Lions 15 with a shoulder just dangling and just throw an off-balance throw to, like, Tyler Higby to win it. That's probably – we all know that's what's going to happen to my Lions. Sadly, yes, probably. Um, we reached part of the show where we're doing some betting talk. Jim? You know what, I'm not going to lie, buddy. Last week on the show, a business casual five and one between Scott Shapiro and myself, dude. So this is the part of the show that I always hate being on because uh, I don't know if people know this about me. I have been um, the biggest NFL mush that I know. Really? So I didn't jump on any of your NFL bets last week. And I had a great week. Yeah. But there's been weeks that I do – and those have all been terrible weeks for you. So I feel like I'm just a huge NFL mush. Here's what I'm rolling with. I need to get something. I need it in my life. I'm starting Thursday. I'm going to take the Browns minus seven versus the Jets. Jeez, Jimmy. I'm doing it. Jimmy. The Jets are falling apart. The Browns are still playing for something. I get that there's pressure there. But it's also Joe Flacco revenge game. It's also the worst coach in the NFL, Robert Sala. Is he so? Is he now the worst coach now that the other two worst coaches have been fired? He's is he top of the list? What about what about uh, Atlanta? I would take Arthur Smith over him. Okay, okay. I mean, like when you have three seasons and you all you finish last every year, like, like you know what I mean. Also, Eric, we're riding on this one. Browns get the win. They cover. Uh, that just puts one more little notch in the belt for Stefanski, Coach of the Year. Sitting at a business casual 25 to 1 right now. And that I'm invested in. Um, my next bet, I'm going back back to the well, dude. Back to my roots. We hit it last week. We're going to hit it again this week. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three and a half on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. Tomlin as a dog, a business casual, 64% ATS. As a road dog, he's 60% ATS. Dog versus the NFC, 61% ATS. Everyone always talks about the rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot coming after a loss. Tomlin, off a win, and his next game he's a dog, guess what? A little 76% ATS, my friend. That's pretty good. Is that three weeks in a row that he's a dog? Yeah, he's just, just he, this is what he does, dude. This is yeah. what Tommy does, dude. Um, Steelers defense, ninth best defense per DVOA. I think they're going to be able to limit Geno Smith and the Seahawks offense, plus Joey Proters turning into that shutdown corner. We've talked about how the Seahawks aren't giving DK Metcalf the ball enough, so I really think the Seahawks will struggle to move the ball. Plus, let's not forget the Seahawks are bottom 10 in total defense. Rushing defense and getting and passing defense. I think they're going to struggle to get stops. Even if Mason Rudolph plays, it looks like it what per ESPN, that's what's going to happen. And the reason I like these backup quarterbacks is we know what we're going to get. These veteran backup quarterbacks are good for three to four drives every single game. And literally that's all you need in a game like this. That's going to be a defensive struggle. I'm going to take the Steelers here. Give me the Steelers here plus the three and a half. I like that, Eric. I like that quite a bit. Um, Jimbo, where are we going to next, my friend? 
I'm torn between a couple of them here. I'm going to roll with my homer pick. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus the three and a half. I'm seeing some fours out there. If I can get the four, I'm going to take the four. Uh, I think this is going to be a very close game. I I get that the, it's on the road. It's in Baltimore, and that's a little bit tougher. There's a lot on the line. I know how much you love betting against Tua when there's anything on the line, when there's pressure there, but I'm going to take it. I believe in this Dolphins team. I'm riding with it. Give me the Dolphins plus four. Also yeah. wouldn't mind taking the over. I'm seeing some over. Like It's it's climbing. If you can get like a 46, 46 and a half, probably grab it now. I see It's mostly 47. See, the thing with Lamar is Lamar is kind of like Mahomes. Anytime he is a favorite and it's over that key number of three, three and a half, I think he's like 30, 34%. So I'm, I definitely like that one. I'm going to be on that one as well. Uh, cool Kev, Seattle needs to win. Browns are going to win by a field goal. Sports Facts asks, you guys like anything in the college football semifinals? Uh, in the semis? Yeah, uh, I'll be in Alabama at two and a half, and I'll probably be on both first half unders. I think, yeah, I'll probably be on, I mean, first half unders, at least in the Alabama-Michigan game. I might bet that full game under uh, if I can get, like, 45. I I mean, I'll probably just dabble on Washington money line because I think Actually, out of all the teams, I think Washington has the best chance of beating Michigan. I'm sorry, of beating Texas. Um, I like the matchup with Texas better than I like Alabama or Michigan versus Texas. So I might dabble with Washington like straight up or plus the four if I can find it. I'm probably going to be in Texas. I think their offensive line will just lean on too much. I already bet Alabama will be on both first half unders. Jim, I'm looking at it right now. Lamar Jackson is 47.6%. ATS as a favorite when that line is minus three or more that dips down to 44% ATS when it is three and a half or more that dips down to 41% ATS. So I'm definitely going to be on the Dolphins here. Baltimore by a field goal. If I'm on him, plus the three and a half, plus the four is fine by me, my friend. I would still hate it because I want him to win so bad, but you know what? I'd take it. I'd be okay. Uh, my next bet here, I'm going Tennessee Titans here, plus four. We really don't know what's going on with CJ Stroud. Is he going to play? And if he does, what will he look like? The fact that he's missed two games now and the Texans are in the middle of the playoff push kind of sums up how hurt he actually is. Brable as a dog, 57% ATS. When he's getting three and a half or more, 60%. I really don't care who's playing quarterback for the Titans. We really don't know what's going on with Will Levis and injury. I think they'll be able to have successes, success against the Texans defense. This bottom 10 in total defense, rushing defense, and passing defense. Titans have a good 200 rushing game with Spears and Henry. We'll lean on that. That's going to open up stuff in the play-action pass with the Texans have struggled on defending. Plus, I know the Titans are banged up in the secondary, but – their defensive line, it will still be without Jeffrey Simmons, but those other guys are good. Texas offensive line is banged up. They're going to be able to get home against whoever's playing quarterback for the Texans. I like the Titans here plus the four, my friend. Oh, I'm to- For my third one, I'm torn between two different ones. I think I'm just going to roll 
with the Colts minus three versus the Raiders in just an incredible letdown spot for the Raiders. I still don't believe in Aiden O'Connell at all. I get that the Colts defense isn't good, but I I'm gonna I just gotta take him at home against the Raiders here after the Raiders get that huge upset against the Chiefs. I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. Jim business casual three and one yesterday. The only one that let me down was uh Darren Waller. Four yards, four yards under his total. But I had the, I had all the dogs cool. Kev chimes in. Raiders are winning, dude. Oh, okay, Ooh, Kev. Not, dude. The, the crazy only... thing is, you want to get blown away. If the Chiefs lose out and the Raiders win out, Raiders win the West. That would be very funny. I wouldn't lie. That would be. Great. That would be flipping great. Um, And I was – so this year I said that Broncos were going to win that division, and it kind of pisses me off because now there's been like two games the Broncos – They're falling won. off – yeah, they're falling off a cliff right now. I mean, it's just – and now they released Kareem Jackson. I, they're just – they're free-falling. They're free-falling bad. Um, My last bet, buddy. You ready for this one? Lay it on me. Give me and your, our our friend of the program Chase is gonna love this one. Give me Nolo. Give me the Saints plus the three. Mayfield as a favorite is thirty four percent against the number. Todd Bowles is a favorite forty six percent against the number. Derek Carr as a road dog is fifty seven percent ATS. Divisional road dogs are fifty four percent ATS since twenty oh five. Hundred games over five hundred. I definitely like that a lot. Plus, in the South, in the same time frame, dogs are 59% against the number. Also, the Bucks the last six weeks, are starting to filter their offense through Rashard White. But the Saints are 20th DVOA defending the running back in the passing game. I think they're going to be able to limit this Bucks. Offensive attack, plus looking at the Bucks defense, who's going to stop Elvin Kamara? I know Kamara had less than 100 yards total There's the first day, time they played, but that was his first game back from suspension. We are starting to see him get 20 touches a game. I think the Saints will be able to limit right, ride Kamara. You got Lat- Lattimore still banged up. But I think this defense, pass defense, has been pretty good. I think they're going to be able to limit Mike Edwin, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I absolutely love the Saints here plus the three. Sean Payton still looking for Drew Brees. There's Drew ain't walking through that window, man. There's also like a five percent chance Mike Evans gets ejected in this game. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was looking at my futures. The easiest future I cashed this year was Mike Evans over nine hundred fifty total yards. Uh, yeah, no duh. That one. And- <laughs> And, like, everyone taught, like, and one real quick thing. I need to go on two little rants. Everyone talks, I hear all these talks, all these, like, self, I'm a fantasy football expert. Listen to me. This is how you have to pit in your first round. This is what you have to do. I'm in one final. I made one final. And the reason I did was because I run, won the middle rounds. My, my starting running backs are Kyron Tyron Williams, Rashard White, and I have Michael Evans, Mike Evans. Like, literally, those are the reasons I'm there. 
It's not my first round pick of Stefan Diggs. It's not my second round pick of Nick Chubb. I'm there because of Kyron Williams, Rashard White, and Michael Evans. You have to win rounds four through seven if you're going to win your fantasy football draft. And you have to make sure you have a good tight end. My tight end, he went down. It's TJ Hawkinson. It's going to be a struggle this weekend. I'm going to have to pull a rabbit out of my ass. But that that's my thing. And then also, um, it's about I, I'm not going to lie, Jimbo. I haven't updated my spreadsheet. I don't know. Like, I, I came out ahead this week. Going into this week, I like week seven, I was catching a little flag. I was down on the year. Okay. Uncle Rico right now, going into Sunday, up over 20 units on the season, 57% picking winners. It's a grind, guys. Like Jim was saying, don't overreact. Trust the process week to week. And where the hell are all my haters now? It's kind of funny to me, Jim. When I lose a bet, I get all these DMs. Okay. When Shout I out win, Renegade Jim, baby. When I win a bet, <laughs> win a bet. See, like I, I'm like I'm gonna track it next year. Like I, there's like group, there's a core group of like six guys that will like send me a text message, like hey, or like send me a DM or whatever. Hey, dude, thanks for the bet. Hey, dude, thanks. When I win, when I lose, I don't say anything. And I respect that. But others like, I, I mean, I have a, sh- I have a, ton- like, I'm grateful for all my followers, but there's literally like 20 people that will blow me up, dude. What the hell is that shit? If I lose a, bet? <laughs> like, I gave out the Pistons six and a half and plus two oh five today. I didn't. I got three text messages. Nice hit on the on the plus six and a half. I got 15 DMs saying, dude, why the hell did you bet the money line of the Pistons, man? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's that's my rant. Shout out the Didn't... Pistons for setting the record, though. They, they got the yeah. record. See, as a Detroit fan, this gives me hope, though, because I don't know if you remember, the Lions were 0-16 once. Was it just once? Was it, was it just once, Eric? It was just once. It okay. was just once. <laughs> they were 0-16, so there definitely is hope. The Browns had that season, and I'll look at them. You make the right head coaching job and have the right front office, you're there. Pistons do have something in Kate Cunningham. My worry is, though, he's going to want to leave or they're going to want to reset the board to get more draft picks. I mean, you can't – Kate is the only thing you have right now. You have Kate and um, you have um, – who's the young guy that picked? You're Oshmere. asking the wrong guy when it comes to NBA. Oshmere, Jaden Ivory, Tango. I don't know. They have, a, they have some young guys, but none of them are developing. You overpaid for Monte Williams, who's a – highest paid coach in the NBA right now. And he made zero adjustment, two series, two years in a row, two years in a row. He made zero adjustments in the playoffs and got fired. And you reward him by saying, Hey, you know what? Come to Detroit, man. Let me, let, let's overpay it for you. Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on during the Christmas holiday. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media. And the next time you're going to be doing a live show. Uh, you can find me everywhere at XFL Jim. Right now, we're really doing a push for the YouTube subscribers. If I get to 500 YouTube subscribers by the end of the month, I will be eating a can of cat food live on a stream. So go for that push right now, baby. It'll be a fun time. Uh, the next time I'm going live, so we're skipping Spring Fever this week, but I will be live, I believe, uh, 
next, I think it's either Sunday or Monday for the gymnasium. So tune into that, everybody. We usually aim for 8 p.m. Central time. It's always a fun thing. Anytime I'm around, I always peek my head in the chat room, add to the fun. When I was driving through the mountains of West Michigan, I was listening to Jim and I was listening to the live stream with for the uh, NIU Arkansas State game. Only uh, only 70, uh, 70, no, sorry, 63 subscribers left to go till I have to eat cat food. Make sure you give my boy Jim a follow. Let's get that total up and uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. Sounds good.